what's going on? I try to tell you. What did I tell you? You got to have forgiveness in your heart. Lukey Gloves screwed me two weeks ago. I knew he was going to come back and kill this week just to spite my ass. Damn you, Lukey Gloves and your banjo. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator who is about to be doing other sports, and I'm here to help you get a little bit better at PGA DFS along with other sports. If you're here for picks, this probably ain't the place for you, but if you want to know a little bit about the process, get better at it, and become a better DFS player, maybe hang around, because I won't promise you a win, and I ain't going to give you any of my stupid fucking picks. So, let's get going. There's my schedule right behind me. If you find you like the cut of my jib, do it. Sign up for that newsletter every Tuesday that goes out. Now I've got a football one going out, too. Yeah, that's right, because we go hard in the paint speaking of football did you know the big guy does football i will be doing nfl and let me move my head college football this year right i will, will everything we do for pga we'll be doing for nfl and college football showdown we'll be doing the rosetta stone we'll be doing everything you need you're gonna want to check it out because if you like my pga content i'm gonna go just as hard at football you mother father and if you don't know about best ball what the hell is wrong with you, right? Best ball is the most fun thing out there, right? What is our favorite thing about NFL football? It is the drafts. I know you're a PGA guy because you're watching this show, but you love NFL too. Don't lie. Even you British guys are like, all right, I'll bl- check it out. All right. So here's what I'll tell you. I see all the time at best ball, people have their rankings for best ball. I see a lot of analysis about best ball, but I never see it all put in one place except for the fucking Rosetta Stone, which is right there. This is my, my NFL best ball. We will have one for DraftKings and underdog all available at my site. I'm just telling you, it is a game changer. And if you're a little intimidated by best ball, you don't know what it's all about. Simply come uh, Tuesday night and Thursday night this week. I will be doing live drafts. Hop on there on the stream. Have your little notifications on. And we will be doing drafts. You can win and draft with me live on the air, right? So be there for those Tuesday and Thursday, 7 o'clock, Lord's time zone. That's central, donkey dick. And be there. It's going to be fun, okay? Let's get to it. The course breakdown. If you don't, if you're not sure, this is TPC Southwind, which is down in Southeast Muelfels Tunnel, and it is where they have historically played the FedEx St. Jude. Well, it's always been the St. Jude, but what has really changed is just last year was the first year that this stopped being a WGC, right? World Golf Championship, I believe is what that stood for. That's what this used to be played as, but now it is played as a the first leg of the uh, FedEx Cup, right? And with that, it is unique because last year there was 125 guys here. That's how it's always been. The first leg of the FedEx Cup has always been 125 guys and then they cut down to 70 and then they cut down to 30 but this year they're doing it differently this year they are starting at 70 right so this will be a no cut event this year for the very first time ever so only 70 the top 70 players in the FedEx Cup standings which is based on how they've performed for this past season this week they will be cutting it down to 50 all the points will be will be uh, quadrupled the FedEx Cup point standing so there's still time for guys in that uh, 51 through 70 range to move up into the top 50 and go play at the BMW next week and then the top 30 will then go to East Lake in Atlanta which will be the tour championship where there'll be some uh, big money so there's a lot on the uh, on the line this week and uh, you're gonna see all the big names there because this be for a whole whole bunch of money and there's a lot of motivation but I think the most important thing you need to remember this week is this is the first time it's a no cut event and if you're not aware no cut events play very very differently than 36 hole events because it's very simple when you're guaranteed 72 holes the good plays get there a lot more right there will be the chalk will be punished a lot less this week you're not going to see a 36 percent on denny mccarthy grenade everybody this week right because over 72 holes even if a good player you fade him and they're spinning their wheels through the first two days well it doesn't matter because they can still go nuclear saturday and sunday and still win the damn tournament whereas you know when there's a cut event those motherfuckers are gone so that's the first thing you got to remember is this is a a, 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 th- a no cut event so everybody's guaranteed 72 holes so 
So the variance is going to be crazy. Even if you're leading a GPP heading into Sunday, just know everybody is still live heading into Sunday because all you need is three or four nuclear rounds from some guys and you get there. So right there, that already bakes in a lot of strategy on how to play this week, okay? Because everybody's guaranteed 72 holes. Getting guys that go score is so much more important this week. Getting a guy that gets you 20 birdies and 18 bogeys is so much better than getting a guy that'll go grind your 17th place but like have like four bogeys and 10 birdies, right? So think about guys who are going to score this week. A little bit of history, you can see we're only we're really only going to look at last year because if you look at tournament conditions, you're, it's going to start pulling Liberty National and other th places where the FedEx has been. But we only want to simply know about TPC Southwind, which is the course in Memphis, right? Uh, and so, what do we know about this course? Well, it has fast greens. Uh, we know that it plays, you know, pretty. It's a pretty average course, right? Like as far as difficulty goes, it is definitely not a birdie fest. But I also wouldn't say it's the U.S. Open or PGA Championship, right? Uh, really, the biggest protection this course has is there is a lot of water. There is a lot of bunkers, and you can't just bomb and gouge this course. You get yourself in a whole, whole bunch of troubles. It has very small greens, Bermuda greens. It also has zoysia grass in the fairways. You spell it, you can have it. I have no fucking idea how to spell that or even what it is, Bob. I heard it's spongy, okay? Uh, so that is the big, that's the big thing that this course has to protect itself. It is truly, in my opinion, a second shot course. Uh, I, you're going to need to be playing from the fairway. I think that's very important, but it is going to be about second shots. The getting up and down around this course is very easy. When you go over here and you see uh, the uh, around the greens, it is much easier. The, the scrambling here is, is easier than a normal course event, but the greens and regulations lower. So there will be some scrambling, right? But it's also a little bit easier, so that might cancel each other out. Part of the reason the greens and regulations is so low here is these very, very small greens, right? But the good news with that is I think it helps the bad putters because you're going to see way less three putting. On small greens, you're never going to have 75-foot putts that you have to lag up there and get in and two, right? Driving accuracy. You can see the driving accuracy is very, very low here, right? They Very tight fairways, and it is significantly lower, almost 10 points lower than normal course averages. So, uh, and it's not easy to not play from the fairway here. So I would rather have guys who are finding the fairways or at least missing in a place where they can at least get to a green in regulation, right? which is going to be your good drive percentage. So I will certainly be looking at that. We're not even factoring in cut line from past years because, well, there is no fucking cut this year. So that might be a good reason. From there, as I told you, if it's a second shot course, well, we really need to be locking in on what are the links of those second shot courses. And weirdly enough, 200 yards plus is very low. There's just not, the part of that is there's not a ton of, uh, there's only two par fives. That's number one, because it's a par 70. We have four par fours and two par fives. And the other thing is, is most of the uh, par threes are not super long, right? We always seem to be playing these courses where all the par threes are like 200 yards plus. Only one of those this week is going to be over 200 yards. So it's really going to be coming down to those uh, 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 wedge to middle iron ranges, right? One, Basically 125 to 200 are the three key distances we're going to be looking at. From there, uh, you can see the scoring kind of comes evenly across all three. Yes, par five is typically where scoring gets done, but with only two par fives on the course, it's not going to be as important this week. And weirdly enough, the par threes are way up this week. Furthermore, you can see how little around the green is played for the guys who finish well here. If you have your approaches on, that is what will lead to a good finish. And yes, if you have a good putting week, that helps. But there are guys who are consistently finishing in the top 10 who are not putting lights out, right? I think you just need a slightly above average putting and some good irons, right? That's what I'm really going to be focused on is a second shot. Who is hitting their irons well? Who is hitting them with confidence and uh, uh, not worrying so much and, and just finding guys who are preferably playing from the fairways that's really what i want right which sadly i think that makes me like colin morikawa <gasps> okay so from there 
uh, let's go look. Let's go break down the course a little bit here, right? There's just not a ton of free birdies out there, right? Of course, the two the poor, the two par fives are basically gimmies, right? Uh, one has a 34% uh, birdie rate, one has a 48% birdie rate, so you better be getting it there, because after that it gets tough pretty quick, right? Uh, some of these par threes and par fours get pretty tricky. Uh, you know, there's only a handful of par fours that you would consider quote unquote birdie holes. Only four of those uh, shorter to medium uh, par fours the 400 to 450 range so like there's just not going to be a ton of birdies out there right plus when we talk about the weather here in a minute i think it might be a little spicy this week so just my initial instinct feels like this course is going to play a little tougher this week i think you're going to see something like a minus 12 to minus 14 winner this week which you know for a standard pga tour event is pretty tough right so i am leaning towards it being a little bit medium to maybe slightly above average hard this week and not the birdie fest that some people might think that it may be because it's only 7200 yards a par 70 at 7,200 yards can be pretty tough, especially when you factor in all these bunkers, all these traps, these small greens, uh, fairway rough. I think that there might be a little bit more, a little bit of meat on this bone when it comes to difficulty this week. That is what I'm projecting, right? So what am I to, to boil it all down? What am I factoring in, right? I, I want, I, of course, I want to have guys who are playing from the fairways or who are good at good drives percentage, right? I'm really going to be focusing on guys who are good on recent approach, specifically from that 125 to 200 yard range. I'm not too worried about around the greens because even though a lot of people will be scrambling this week, I think that the scrambling is relatively easy and not going to be too difficult. And then, of course, I'm going to be factoring in uh, some Bermuda putting, right? But this is really going to be in my, my model this week is going to be really based on second shot course okay if you want to know a little bit about who's played well at this course well jt has but that fucking loser ain't here so you ain't got to worry about him right hideki has been really good here after the missed cut maybe a good bounce back spot rory ricky day cantley are awesome guys who've had some success at this course right what I will tell you is because, you know, I'm like not a poor and I can afford the $18 a year for Wendy. Uh, some advanced projections show Thursday being pretty spicy, man. Sustained uh, 15 to 18 mile an hour winds with 22 to 30 mile an hour gust. That's going to be a really spicy. Then you factor in it's going to get up to the mid 90s in the afternoon. These guys that go out late. Uh, they're going to be, I think that's going to be tough out there. I think, I think Thursday afternoon is going to be a straight kick in the dick, right? And I'm not sure how they're going to do it this year. If they're going to do a true wave split or if they're just going to put them out there and then just do the leaders after that. I, I, I don't know. Cause this isn't a typical event. We already have ratings. So they might just put them out there based on what their uh, rankings are. Uh, tea times probably won't be out until Tuesday and then we'll know more. Uh, Friday morning looks pretty okay And then it looks like we could get some storms Friday afternoon But I think with only 70 guys They'll probably be able to get done before a lot of those storms hit And then it continues to look spicy On Saturday And uh, a little, uh, Saturday but not so much Sunday right? So that is part of my reason About why I think this course will play spicy I think it's already not a particularly easy course And then you factor in some winds And a little baked out conditions Because there's not been a ton of rain in this area Nor is there much rain leading up I think you're going to get medium to firm conditions With some wind and some a uh, 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 toasty uh, meal for sun. I think I think these guys might get their ass kicked, right? So that is the basic breakdown, right? It is Zoysia fairways. It is Bermuda greens. It is small greens. It is uh, going to be missing a lot of greens, but not particularly difficult scrambling. And so I think that that's uh, you know a miss, uh, avoiding those bunkers and avoiding the waters, right? 
guys who are not going to put up six and sevens, those doubles and triple bogeys that'll just kill you, you know, like Shane Lowry, that guy just fucking loves a good triple bogey, right? Probably loves a triple cheeseburger too. But that that's I think that that's the key this week. Keep your bogeys to a bogey and don't do doubles and triples. And then go get your birdies on the holes where there's birdies because there will be birdies out there, right? There's probably about six to seven quote-unquote birdie holes, right? And you got to get that. You got to avoid the ugly numbers. And I think you get to minus 12 to minus 15, you have a real good chance of winning this week, right? That is the course breakdown. Let's go talk about some contests. But before we do, make sure to like and subscribe. Turn on the little notification so you know when we're doing those underdog drafts live, when we're doing the emergency stream. Uh, it, me and the editor, we're just two independent fucks who never put any ads on our video. So when you like, subscribe, tell a friend, turn on your notification. It helps us a ton. We appreciate every one of you. You're saints. You're fucking gentlemen and scholars or ladies and scholars. All right, let's get over to the contest this week. They are, I mean, let's face it, Bob. They're pretty fucking good. They're pretty, they're pretty, pretty good, right? The main this week, they bumped up to 1.2 million uh, with uh, 250,000. So they bumped it just above that 20% threshold that it's been at. Uh, but it's still a relatively good payout structure. 10th place, though, only, what is that, 183rd? Ugh, a first, don't love that. So that goes down pretty quick. Uh, the big $5 this week, ooh, 12% to first. What is what is 10th place? 10th place, 125th. That's not bad. That's not bad, okay? Uh, I think I could get down with the $5 this week. The problem is, as always, 95,000 people. Uh, I believe it was Pythagoras said that is not easy to beat. I, I believe he said that one of his great writings. It was in Greek, so you know maybe something was lost in translation. Oh, we got a little mega board. Hey, they're doing that leaderboard thing again. Remember this, where they where you, they keep your score over the three weeks. They do the two the two twenty two, a forty dollar, and a six dollar. And if you finish over the three weeks, your cumulative scores in those will get added up. And if you do, there'll be an additional leaderboard where they'll give you a bunch of DK dollars. And they tend to be pretty nice giveaways. So I'll definitely be playing in the two twenty two, that forty dollar, and that uh, that six dollar. Right there's the six dollar. Where the shit's the forty? Yeah, there it is. The $100, yeah, it's called the, it's called the leaderboard special. So it's like your final points and that thing get placed in a cumulative leaderboard over these three weeks. And if you uh, uh, finish in that leaderboard over those three weeks, you can get additional DK dollars. You're like, well, I want real money. Well, you're going to get will, real money when you do well in the GPPs. Just be happy they're fucking doing something cool, Bob. Okay. Uh, from there, you know, this, I'm just telling you, this is a week. You really, this is the most important thing before I could tell you about the contest. You got to remember, for me, I will be playing less week long and more showdown this week because it, it, when there's a 72 hole no cut event, it's just so hard to differentiate yourself and get any edge. I mean, if I'm being real with you, you're basically playing the fucking lottery this week when it comes to week long, right? Even when you're kicking nuts through three days, you can legit be in first place of a GPP and min cash come Sunday because if five or six guys boat race and you don't have them, you'll ask is going to sink like the Titanic, mother father. Okay, so two Titanic references today? Anyways, so maybe that was another video. But uh, the, the, that's that's important to remember, right? So I like to scale down my week long a little bit at these no-cut events and play more showdown because you're still going to have the volatility. You're still going to have the ownership edge. You're still going to have the overreactions at showdown that you do not have at week long. So I really encourage you to consider what you want your weekly budget to look like, right? From there, uh, I'm you know I, I really encourage you to get in good structured contests. Maybe in a week where you know there's there's so many possibilities, maybe st stick to smaller contests. Stick to some hundred dollar single entry, uh, some three maxes, some uh, uh, twenty maxes, right? Because playing in these big lotteries, even if you think you're killing it, I you know I think that the only way to do it is to be super super aggressive with your player pool. I'm talking like take three or four guys and maybe lock button them, right? Uh, and hope that those three or four guys go off. And if you do, then you have a whole bunch of 
pieces to mix and match with them, I think that's really the only way, right? You're probably going to lose doing it that way, but if it is the week where your guys hit, you can really go nuclear with that. So that's that's just one way to consider attacking this week's slate is being ultra aggressive with your player pool, either keeping it really tight or having like a small group that you play in something like 50, 60, 70% of your lineups. So if those guys hit, you give yourself multiple, multiple bullets to get it because you are not going to have an edge on everybody by simply getting more six of sixes this week because everybody gets a six of six in a no-cut event. Okay, so you need to be aware and change your process a little bit at a no cut event. And remember, this is not our normal 36 hole cut. And that leads to a different strategy on how you play week long. Okay, I think showdown is going to be the exact same. I think we do everything the same at, at showdown as we do any other week. And that is why I'm saving more of my funds for showdown this week and less at week long. From there, as always, just getting good contests, maybe smaller contests. And if you're going to play in these big mega contests like this $5 here, I encourage you to be really, really aggressive. Because here's the facts. You're not going to fucking win at this. So if you're not going to fucking win, you might as well go balls to the wall aggressive. So if it is that one week you have that shamrock shoved up your ass, you can have lots of bullets up there, right? That would be my advice to you. Uh, and as always, just play a little more Showdown. Come watch the Showdown Hoedown. It's only got three more weeks, and then Showdown Hoedown's gone until 2024 because it's about to be football season for the big guy. All right, but of course, the one guy that you should get in his mind. Go fill that. We were actually like 20 people short of filling this, so go fill it this week for me. 1,000 spots, reduced rake, $5 three max. Get in there, have some fun. Come splash around. If you don't get in there, you don't love me, and then you can, you can you know, kick rocks, you mother father. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 and before we get to prior player pricing, please come check out dgen75.com. It is the fastest growing community in PGA DFS. I can tell you, look at this. We had, we went $20,000, $100,000, $5,000, $3,000, $4,000. Just guys just winning GPPs left and right. 5,000, 2,500. Just, uh, there's something special going on. Just, just go look at that fucking flag. You tell me another site out there who has their symbol flying more. I dare you. And we're just a little baby mom and pop company. Just a little community that could with all these. We almost won the main two weeks in a row my dude king of the north winning a hundred thousand dollars absolutely insane oh yeah and i have the best tool in all of pga dfs called the rosetta stone and it is not just for week long and showdown i also have it for best ball i will have it for nfl for college football it takes everything you need to know and it puts it in a place where you can reference it and make the best informed decisions come check it out i promise you won't regret it let's get to the pricing i haven't looked at it my god man Scotty Scheffler over 12000 Are they doing the 50? No, they didn't do the fuckers. They didn't do the $5,500 thing. I think uh, for these next two weeks, you'll probably see standard pricing. But at the finals, whenever guys get to start with position points, you're going to see some crazy pricing, right? You'll see like 15000 right? But we're not there yet. So let's get going. Uh, at a no-cut event, I, I do not mind stars and scrubs, right? To me, it's not about stars and scrubs. It's about, it's about chalk and pivot slash punts. You're going to want to have some low-owned guys in your player pool this week, okay? Because a low-owned guy this week is, is, is going to be what really differentiates you. It is going to be how you separate yourself from the field. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, I, the low-owned guys suck this week. But all you need that low-owned guy is just go get a bunch of birdies. Go get you 20 birdies, and that can be enough. Fuck their position points. Forget where they finish on the leaderboard and just get guys who can go score. If you're guaranteed 72 holes, you want a guy that gets you 20 birdies and 18 bogeys. Not a guy that gets you 10 birdies and four bogeys, right? The guy with 10 birdies and four bogeys will finish higher up the leaderboard, but it won't matter. You'll have one of those 20 birdies. You want guys who put the ball in the cuff, who are aggressive as shit, and who are going to go for it, right? And this is also a really good week to consider stars and scrubs. Some of these guys down here are going to be crazy under own, so don't be afraid to go get after them and get them in your player pool, right? So right up top, is pricing, wow, drops off a cliff. You got Scheffler, Rory, Rom. I guess we'll call that the Holy Trinity. And then just a cliff 
$900 to Hovland, Shoffley, uh, and Cantley, right? Um, so right off the bat, I, I think those top three guys, Scheffler and Rory, are going to be popular. Their play has been so good. Um, they're, they're just, they just seem to be on another level, right? I think, Rom, you're probably going to get a discount. I can't imagine too many people are lining up to play Jonathan Ramathan this week, right? But then after that, you know, people will say, why would I play Ramathan when I could just take a $1,000 discount, go get uh, Victor Hovland and old Xander Shoffley, right? From there, Ricky at 9500 seems a little expensive. Spieth at 93 seems a little expensive. Okay, Morikawa at 9000 Fucking gonna be donkey chalk. You heard it here first. He will be donkey chalk. Let's see. Uh, Tony Fee now at eighty seven hundred. Fucking underpriced. That's just a fact. That is too cheap. He should be more than Homa. He should be more than Day. Uh, I, that he'll be he'll be mega chalk. Who else have we got? Wyndham Clark at eighty five hundred. Seems like a fucking bargain. Uh, you know, I, I would say Decky would be popular at 8,400 with his course history baked in, but he kind of fucked some people this last week. And let's face it, Decky's got a whole bunch of quit in him, right? He'll go through the motions faster than anybody. He gets a little blister, he'll fucking withdraw. And you want to know the one way to get screwed at a, at a no-cut event? Have a guy withdraw, Bob. Brian Harmon at 8,300. What the fuck? Okay, uh, Brian Harmon ahead of Cam Young, Sam Burns, Sung J.M., Tom Kim laughable laughable last time i checked uh tpc southwind is not middle earth so no thank you to brian Harmon. uh let's see who is going to be popular here Corey connor seems a little underpriced at 7600 man a lot of icky players in the fedex cup right seems like we're missing some studs where's jt oh that's right he couldn't luck sack chip in on 18 that's right lukey gloves i don't know if that's a this is a great spot for lukey gloves won't lie to you uh, I'm going to assume that's Siwoo and not SH. Uh, who? Justin Rose at 7,200? Seems rather cheap, Bob. Seems rather cheap for a player of his caliber. Got to imagine he'll be popular. Uh, old Aaron Pumpernickel. Fuck that guy. Um, man. Now, you know, you think it's the FedEx Cup. It'd be a really great field, but we're down to 6,700, and I'm looking at the Viking and Dumpy Bow. It's like, oh, this field's not as deep as I thought. But let's just be honest. Let's, let's just be honest. Let's just go take McKenzie Hughes. Uh, or Hayden Buckley or Ben Griffin, look me in the eye. You're gonna sit here and tell me that any of those guys are dramatically different than, 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 than fucking whoever, like uh, who's uh, Lucas Glover, Benny Ann. They're all the same player. They're the same player, but uh, those guys are fourteen hundred dollars cheaper. I, I just don't get it. So I think this is a real good week to come down here and find some Mickey players. Tom Ogie at sixty three hundred kind of seems like a steal, just initially speaking, right? Uh, uh, old Andrew approaching him. He seems he seems pretty good. Although I think that guy's got the yips with the putter. So long story short, I think just looking at these people are going to be smart enough. I will, I assume. Never assume that people are smart at PGA DFS. But these guys down here are hardly any different than the guys fourteen hundred dollars above. So you could probably legitimately stuff Scheffler and Rory in a lineup, and then you just come down here and grab one punt. Hayden uh, Hayden Buckley, who usually fucks me, uh, and a, a Tom Hoagie. And look at that, you're already back up to seven thousand dollars. So I don't even think it's crazy to double stack Scheffler and Rory this week. So with that, I think that you can be really clever with your builds, or maybe instead of just always thinking that stars and scrubs needs to be the guys up top maybe you go grab a cantlay a hatton uh a kawa and a a, a Finau, and now you just kind of do a hybrid punt right now you go get that hayden buckley and look you can get all the way back up to whoever right so now you can get four studs in your lineup so maybe that hybrid stars and scrubs might be the way to play it this week it will be interesting to see i'm going to be very interested about where this chalk is going to come in initially it just feels like scheffler rory neckbeard cantlay morikawa 
fee now will all be very popular, right? That, that's just the initial instinct. We'll have to see, um, you know, see who the touts are chalking up, see what the projections like this week, and that's where we'll be, all right? That is the price reactions. That is the course breakdown. Don't forget to go hop in my contest. Come check out my website, and of course, be there for the underdog streams uh, Tuesday. And Thursday night, 7 o'clock, we'll be doing them live. Be there. Come hop in. We'll be doing giveaways. I'll be giving away $10 a pop so you can go build your own lineups if you're there. Underdog has agreed to give me uh, 10 $10 giveaways. I appreciate him for that. We'll talk to you guys soon. We will see you tomorrow night for those best ball streams and, of course, Wednesday night for the live stream. It's been real, you mother fathers. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy this outro.